The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Paul McDonald, standing in for Cat Victorino. Cat got overexcited about the news that Jimmy Garoppolo was staying in the 49ers for another season and was last chasing Jimmy around the training ground with an unsigned marriage certificate. Comments. <laughs> Joining me on the show is Deepak Gohill. Deepak is part of the original crew. When I say original crew, Deepak was chief penguin botherer on Noah's Ark. <laughs> from Germany is Michael Wondai. He's the best thing to come out of Germany since the Americans gave them David Hasselhoff. We're being joined by Nathaniel James. Certainly, I didn't actually get a time, any time to write an intro about him. So, welcome, Deepak. Welcome, Michael. And welcome, Nathaniel. Thank you. Nice Hi. You. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Let's have a great show. Um, so, it's a new season, guys. We're looking forward to a new season. Um, so much to talk about. We've got the first game coming up on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. What's everyone thinking? How's everyone feel about the upcoming season? I, I'm kind of nervous a little bit, um, a bit, a little bit optimistic. I mean, obviously, we, we just need to know. <sighs> this is the thing, isn't it? It's like, obviously, you've had Trey Lance sit behind Garoppolo for you know just over a year now. Um, Obviously, I think I, I'm shocked, like everybody, everybody else was, in terms of him being, you know, for him to kind of come back as the the backup. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm quite surprised. I guess it's you know you're waiting for sort of twenty um, odd, you know, you, you, we've been waiting for twenty odd years for, for. for I was reading on on, some, on um, like the, uh, one of the magazines that I was reading, uh, Pro Football Sports. They were saying it's been like twenty years since we've had like. Uh, produced a Pro Bowl kind of quarterback. So I, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping, you know, with with, with Lance, you, 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 he, he's got a lot of potential to be what, what we want him to be. But I know, Wanda, you've sort of mentioned, you're, you're worried that, you know, potentially he could be another kind of <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. But yeah. so... It, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm... I'm nervously kind of optimistic and excited i think there's not it's not going to look pretty at times um but i think you know we're going to have a really good i think it's going to be an interesting season uh, and a positive one yeah um i think it's me personally i think it's going to be quite a complex season <clears throat> for a few reasons firstly i don't think there's any doubt that we're going to finish with less than 10 wins okay i think this is a good team Offense and defense, you know, we've got the, the receivers come uh, running backs that will make Shani's offense hum. We've also got returners like Kittle and Juice. So we're looking good on that side of the ball. Defense, we're also looking good. And we've got the best offensive lineman in the NFL playing for us. Okay, so Trent Williams. I think it, when you look at it, it's all perfect. But I think the thing that's going to be the bit that really sort of goes against us is our own doings. And that, for me is the pressure that's on this team to succeed because this will be our best shot at winning a championship in quite a while. And Nate touched on uh, Jimmy Garoppolo coming back. I mean, I can see the business reasons for it, but personally, I think it undermines 
Trey Lance, and he's under a lot of pressure as it is. He's got to perform. You know, is he going to be the second-year QB that uh, Mahomes was, you know, and that kid from Buffalo? Is he going to be that second-year QB? Is he not? But he's got the specter of Jimmy G in the same locker room as him who took a ludicrous pay cut, $17 million pay cut just to be a bench warmer, you know. So that part of the thing doesn't impress me much. But I do think we've got the players on the pitch to make a serious, serious deep run into the playoffs. How far we go. Once we're in it, it's ours to lose. That's as far as I'm concerned. But I expect a strong season from our team this year. Michael, do you think that Garoppolo still being with the team is going to be an unwanted distraction for Trey Lance? Do you think that he's going to be looking over his shoulder all the time, wondering when's this guy going to take my spot? And because that not thinking about the, the plays that he's supposed to be performing on the field. I think uh, my opinion is very unpopular, but I don't think that he is a distraction uh, because uh, somehow I believe in people and I believe when Trey and Jimmy say uh, he won't be a distraction for a Trey, I, I think the media and the fans are more of a distraction than Jimmy will be in the locker room. Uh, after all, Jimmy is a class act and... Uh, yeah, uh, but I have to say thank you to Jimmy because somehow uh, when the draft was over, I knew he was uh, would be on the uh, roster coming uh, 11th of September, and he still is. So thank you, Jimmy. Thanks to you, I won a beer uh, from Torsten from the Niner Empire Germany outside the own talk. Um, and yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm a bit more frightened uh how is uh, Trey progressing? Uh, Nathaniel said it. I fear he could be a second coming of Colin Kaepernick. And uh, even worse, um, he could be a second Lamar Jackson. Um, uh, God beware, uh, because uh, what we don't need is a running back on the quarterback spot. Uh, we, we need a quarterback that can run uh, when it is. Uh, is uh, the time or the situation to run and not the other way around. We don't need a quarterback who is on the run and his wide receivers uh, looking back on, and asking themselves, uh, where's the ball? So, yeah, uh, I don't think uh, it will be a distraction for the team. I just think uh, the media and uh, the fans will make it one. Sorry, with a related question, Paul Marshall wants to know, if Lance remains healthy, does Jimmy start any games this season? Or does Jimmy see the field at all this season if Trey Lance remains healthy? I can't see that happening. I think the front office have made it fairly clear who their number one is. Unless Trey Lance falls off a cliff, i.e. he performs worse than we've seen Garoppolo perform, I can't see him losing his place, uh, to be honest. Barring injury, of course. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not saying that Jimmy will be a distraction to Trey Lance, but I do believe having him in there does undermine the authority that Lance will have on that team, you know, and that's an added pressure for him to perform in his second season, and on top of that, the pressure to win a championship because, let's be honest, we have been overdue since we shit the bed against the Ravens, if you'll pardon my French, and against the Chiefs as well, you know, so this is no time, the Yorks will want a championship now, you know, they will want them and we've mortgaged our future on this kid. And, yeah, he's got mistakes in him, but, you know, 
for the last five seasons, we've had our first quarterback make mistake after mistake after mistake and been carried off the back of the defense and other players. So, you know, just because this kid does the same thing, it doesn't mean he's not good. It just means that that's what it is. And I think we have got talent around him as well that can push us to where we need to be next season. I think we're going to have a strong season. I think um, one thing that I, I'm, I've been impressed about, I know obviously it, it is kind of, you know, it is a bit of a sort of thing, isn't it? You you have a, a guy that was a starter last year coming back as a, a backup. But I, I mean, you've got to give it up to Jimmy. His, his prof- professionalism is just, it's outstanding, really. Um, he does inspire a lot of people in the locker room, uh, you know, and there's that, you know, that there is that leadership that, you know, he, he, he he kind of manifests and he, he brings to the field um and i think you know that's that's the reason you know everybody is inspired by him he, that's exactly what you'd want as a quarterback but it, yeah it is quite it, you know I, I i'm just guess what i'm just saying is that you know it's the professionalism of what he's done and how he's come back and how he's maintained and it, it just you know at the end of you know at the end of the day you, you, when we saw him and it was his final kind of press release you thought well this guy's going to go isn't he he was going to be taken by another team but um just yeah completely gobsmacked by the fact that he's he's back <laughs> look at it though nathaniel it's like this nobody's got a better second string quarterback than we have you know in terms of experience etc agreed know, we've got a good second string quarterback here uh so you know, when you look at it from a holistic point of view, that can only help us win. You know, I mean, we know it's a purely business decision. It wasn't a decision to keep him on to help us win. It was more of a business decision. But that's fine. But, you know, when you think about it, yes. And in terms of motivation, yes, Garoppolo is the ultimate professional. You know, nobody can ever say that he isn't. But it should be Trey Lance's job to motivate the team because, you know, the front office have said it's his team now. It's his I think uh, what you have to look at is uh, normally you say when the backup comes on the field, the season is over. I think the good thing is uh, we know when the backup quarterback comes on the field, for us the season isn't over. And if it's uh, if, it, if Trey gets hurt and it's just a small thing, uh, Jimmy can keep uh, the team in the race for the playoffs or more. Uh, when he comes on, so uh, that's a that's a really good thing, and I think we have a luxury problem and not uh, not a, not other problems uh, people make up. Yeah, I agree. It, it is in in real terms a luxury problem, isn't it? It's a nice problem to have. Speaking of trade lines as we were, with the year that he's had behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Do we think he is now ready for the QB number one spot? Or could he have done with spending another season behind Jimmy Garoppolo? Seems that we've kept Jimmy Garoppolo anyway. Yeah, that's a complex question to answer again. Because if you look back, Steve Young sat, I think it was three or four seasons behind Montana. That's a long time to sit. The NFL's evolved now and it's um, we've invested a lot of money. I don't think people have the patience. It's very much a win-now culture. So in an ideal situation... You know, your first round draft pick, even if you invested three firsts in him, would be expected to sit for three, maybe even four seasons before he takes the field. But the NFL has changed now. And if we look at Mahomes and all the other young and up and coming quarterbacks, they're all out within the second season, you know, and they've all sort of performed to some degree or another. So I think it's more like the in vogue thing is to blood these kids as soon as possible, you know. Um, 
to answer your question, if you if you let <coughs> all things being equal, let your quarterback mature three or four seasons behind a sitting starter, the same starter as well, and the same coaches, so you've got a lot of consistency. That's bound to help him mature quicker. But at the end of the day, this kid's going to go into his second season, he's going to start playing straight away. So he's going to learn on the job and all the pressures that are, that are involved. And don't forget, he didn't play that much in his last season of college either. He was, um, he was he sat out, he was injured, I think, for a bit of it. So, yeah, I agree, Paul. I think three seasons, maybe four, sometimes maybe five. But, you know, the modern NFL doesn't allow for that luxury anymore. It's a win-now culture. And I, I just wonder, you know, in terms of thinking about that, you know, how long was it, you know, how long was it when Mahomes was sat behind... Well, I hate to say this, but how long was it? Yeah, yeah, we don't want to say Alex Smith because he's, you know, he's had kind of a colourful history and also with the the Niners. But you know, how how long? I can't even remember. Does anybody know how long it was? And you know, yeah, was, we was, had he, he sat out a season behind Alex. Mm, yeah. It's that win now, isn't it? It's that win now it's kind of a, yeah, <laughs> production based. Yeah, it is. It's win now. Make the mistakes now. It doesn't matter as long as you're good. You're good. If not, we'll get rid of you. You know. It's not. It's a very unforgiving league now, and it is win now. That's all that counts. To, to answer that question, Paul, I think uh, we have two question marks in our team. The one is the offense line. Uh, can uh, Kyle uh, stopgap uh, the loose of uh, so many good offense line men uh, since last season? And the second uh, question mark we have is a quarterback and. Um, if uh, if uh, Lance uh, can show what uh, his fans are promising that he is the chosen one, yeah, we can uh, we can play uh, for the playoffs. But if Lance is struggling, um, our Super Bowl window is closing, and I think that's why uh, Jimmy is still on the roster. I think if the team fully uh, would uh, trust uh, the process itself. They never would have uh, prolonged with uh, Jimmy uh, and let him have go. But I think uh, uh, Jimmy is a security policy if uh, Trey is uh, struggling. And we saw it uh, last season. Um, I, I know a lot of people say the Arizona game was fully on Kyle. But uh, if you have a bit of a football experience, you could see that... Uh, Trey uh, sometimes panicked way too early, and the same goes for the Houston game, where where he had one one good half, and everyone said, "Yeah, he has beaten uh, Houston." And uh, in, in the preseason, you saw the same. Uh, the the drives he was on the field, he was struggling. I think he is a quarterback who needs uh, the whole length of the time to find his rhythm, and. I think uh, that can hurt us in the end, uh, but it can also uh, uh, help us. So um, it's, a, it's a huge question mark with Trey. You've just answered your own question. I mean, for the last eight seasons, five seasons, we struggled with our quarterback being extremely erratic and still we succeeded. So if you're saying that we can't succeed because of an erratic quarter, quarterback, that means we didn't succeed under Garoppolo as being an erratic quarterback. The team, the defense, and everybody else made him look better than he actually was. <clears throat> and if Trey's, if his if his floor is as high as Jimmy's ceiling, then we've got no problems. You know, if Trey makes the same mistakes as Jimmy does, we're still talent stacked. So in a way, you have answered your own question because 
Garoppolo was making mistakes, what, five or six every quarter, and we still got through it. So if you're going to give that to a five-year veteran, why wouldn't you give that to basically a rookie? You know, you have to give it to him. Expanding the discussion out to the team as a whole, Gareth Smith wants to know, given our 53-man roster, are we genuine contenders or do we fall short? 100% genuine contenders. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Contenders. I mean, look at the team. I mean, you, you, <laughs> defensively, we just, I, I don't know what it is about the postseason, but we tend to, you know, last year was proof, wasn't it? it you, last season was proof that, you know, you, you got to the point where the, the defence, I mean, we, we, I think it was around the Colts game last year. We were, we were struggling. We were, we were on the losing streak, I think it was. But then all of a sudden, when it actually mattered and when it got to the point where we were, you know, we were actually where we were going to get make the playoffs, we woke up, didn't we? The team actually woke up and they actually played. All right. Yeah, it wasn't what we expected. And, you know, I'm still I, I still can't watch that um, Rams game. Um, I think I've seen it once since I, uh, and it's just, it, it was really upsetting. Um, and that's pro- probably <laughs> the reason I didn't even watch the Super Bowl. Um, as Dipak said, it was like going to a wedding that you weren't invited to, really. So, I, I, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think you look at our team. I mean, we are really, we're, we're a really good football team. I mean, you've defensive, offensive style, side of the field. You've got, um, you know, so many options in terms of running backs wide receiver, you know, tight ends. It's it's just, yeah, I, I can't really see why we wouldn't go far. Last season, the NFC West was probably the hardest division in the NFL because the Cardinals were, you know, and this season I think it's going to be a two-horse race in the NFC West. So getting into the playoffs won't be the struggle that we had last time. I can't see Arizona's being competitive as they were last season. They may be, but perhaps not. And Seattle... You know, I'm happy to say are completely out of the picture as it stands right now. So, you know, getting into the playoffs might be a little easier than it was last season where we had to rely on literally the last se- last game of the season to make it. I have us at um, uh, 83% uh, contender. And I tell you why. Um, I have full confidence in our defense. I have confidence in our special teams, uh, especially with the additions we made. But um, as I said before, um, the, the, the O-line is a huge question mark. And um, Dipak, you played as well as I did. And, you know, the offense is, even if it's the most overlooked part in every team, the offense line is one of the most uh, small, important parts a team has. And if, if that doesn't work, that can uh, crumble the whole offense. So um, as long as I don't see uh, if the offense line is uh, more um, uh, is better in the regular season than it played in the uh, preseason. Okay, I know Trey, uh, Trey uh, Trent didn't play, but um, still that's one player and an offense line is five player. And that's my big question mark. Um, so I uh, subtract uh, from if, if every team I get thirty three percent, I subtract uh, about the half from the offense until I see uh, how the offense line performs. Yeah, I think Trent Williams's fitness is going to be really key. We need him to be healthy. You know, um, when he's healthy, he's easily by far the best, the best offensive lineman in the NFL. No question about. It. 
but we just need him to be healthy, you know. And uh, you are right, Michael. That unit is um, is critical for a functioning offense. And I think, you know, worst case scenario, that offensive line crumbles. You know, at least at last, we've now got a quarterback that can actually extend a play if it breaks down. Whereas we didn't have that luxury before. We'd either get sacked or intercepted. So we now have an opportunity for somebody to actually extend a play with their legs and find a space and maybe throw because we've also got the devastating wideouts as well, you know. So I do agree. Our O-line is the key to the success of the offense scoring points. But, you know, our D is going to be fierce this season. It's going to be so good. I'm excited to watch our defense. I think um, a, a question mark and possibly somebody that might be on the hot seat is uh, Kinlaw because we just, I guess in a sense, we've, we've not really... he's had issues, isn't he, with his kind of, with with injury and everything else. So it's hard to know what what will happen. I guess, you know, he's had all that kind of, um, he's had some some, some surgery now. So hopefully he's he's not going to be, you know, hopefully he's going to be the guy that we, 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 you know, obviously because we we lost, um, uh, what's his name? The guy, um, we lost the guy from Colts, didn't we? Um, Our name escapes me, but, as I say, um, it, it, you know, you yeah. what's it? Yeah, you, you're going to say, it, aren't you, Diffa? I can't, I can't remember, but um, yeah, yeah. But it, hopefully, we'll, we'll sort of see what what will happen this this year with with him and and everything else. But um, yeah, it, it's going to make it for an interesting, definitely an interesting sort of season. So, Nathaniel, what do you think our season total will be? One loss. I I really. People sort of suggesting that we, we're going to have more than 14. We're not going to have... I don't even expect us to have more than... I, I think we're going to get probably 10 wins at, at, at best. And that that's probably being, you know, re- reasonably generous. I think, you know, we'll, we'll get to the point where it matters and we'll, we'll you know, we'll play and we'll we'll do what we've what we've done. But I, I guess I'm, I'm, you know, I think, like, I, I you know, I kind of... I've always had that like over optimistic excitement with regards to what's going to happen, you know, in the season going ahead. But I, I, you've got to be realistic and you've got to look at kind of our schedule as well. I mean, we've, we've got some real, um, we've got some tough games kind of coming up, um, you know, week seven going through right to week sort of 12. You, you've got, you know, you've got sort of the Chiefs, the Rams, the Chargers, you've got the Cardinals then you've got the Saints you know those that's that's quite a you know tough that's a tough sort of schedule right there isn't it so um it, it's just i guess it's any given sunday isn't it really it's that old saying we've just got to see what what happens <laughs> what about you michael how many do you think what do you think our win loss record will be our win loss uh, i tipped for the official magazine of the nine empire uh germany so i have to stick with it i tipped 11 and 6 oh what about you come on Oh well, the over under is nine and a half. Nine so, and a half. Are you going that, for a the, the over under is nine and a half. You're going for the golden nailer, aren't you? Sorry, <laughs> you're going for the golden nailer, aren't you? At nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> the golden nailer, oh, fantastic! I think we'll go over nine and a half. Um, I, I'm going to go eleven and six, um, along with Michael. I think. Okay, I just wanted to ask you uh, if you would go nine and five, who would be the draw? But uh, you changed it. Mark also wanted to know um, who our early predictions are. Um, um, we'll go through each one. Offensive player of the year. 
Let's have a little bit of fun. If we're going to have fun, I'm going to say it. Trent. <laughs> okay, so Niners only. Um, uh, so our our team uh, offensive player of the year yeah. or uh, national uh, national league wide. No, no, just 49 as offensive player of the year. Um, okay, then I uh, say Brenton Ayuk has uh, has his uh, season this year. I'm going to go Michael Irvin. Go Debo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Deepak Trent Williams mate if we're having fun Trent Williams I'm going to go George Kittle why not what the hell Yeah. Uh, defensive player of the year Ward <laughs> come, back, come back to me I'm going to have to have a think about that <laughs> we have Jimmy Ward as well I think um and we'll come back to Nathan on that one. Michael, what about you for Defensive Player of the Year? Uh, okay, it, it, it might have been that uh, Nathaniel overshadowed it. I said Bosa. Bosa. Good shout, yeah. That's the obvious, though, isn't it? <laughs> I'm also going to go Bosa because I think he's, you know, he, he's going to want that. Con- he's, you know, he's obviously he's been <laughs> he's been immense, hasn't he? But I think he, you know, it's going to be he he he'll want to make sure that he gets all the money he can. So, yeah, um, yeah. Well, if you extend this, I think Nick Bosa's got a legit shot at being the NFL defensive MVP too, not just for us. The guy's a monster. <laughs> Seriously, he is. He, he is a monster, and. Uh, and actually, I'm going to go and say it. He's my pick for NFL Defensive Player of the Year, even though I didn't pick him to be the 49ers defensive player. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good we are. <laughs> if, 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 if the NFL isn't uh, doing what they did last year, uh, he didn't get one vote for uh, Comeback Player of the Year, and he wasn't even in the uh, counting for uh, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, with with a player who had 15 sacks and he, who just came back from uh, from an ACL, that's it was a scam by the NFL. Sorry, um, but uh, as a Niner fan, I know the NFL likes to overlook Niner players. Uh, Debo should have been in that racing for the offensive player of the year as well because, geez, uh, yeah, um, um, Ky- uh, Cooper Cup was the best wide receiver of the season, but geez, uh, Debo was catching as uh, almost as much yards as Cooper Cup did, and he ran uh, uh, almost 500 yards. So like how can you overlook that uh, if you say offensive player of the year? Because that's one of the most impressive offensive weapons the league had in years. Yeah, but Debo didn't like running, did he? He sort of threw his toys out of the pram. So, uh, but I agree. I think Debo was right up there. But Cooper Cup... Rams win the Super Bowl, he's going to get that, you know, and you, that's just how it is, isn't it? If your team wins, everyone's an MVP. If not, forget about it. Nobody gets MVP on a losing side. All this discussion has been fun, but we do have a game to talk about that's coming up this weekend. Um, the 49ers are going into Soldier Field to play the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Niners lead the series 35 and 32 with one draw. And we've won three of the last four visits to Chicago. 49ers and six and a half point favourites for the game. Only the Colts are bigger favourites this weekend. And they play the Texans. What are our thoughts going into this game, 
win, loss, draw, or otherwise. Thank God it's in September. I don't know what the otherwise is, but there's an otherwise. Yeah, thank God it's in September for a start. We don't want to be playing in minus 50 million degrees, do we? <laughs> But, um, Chicago are much improved, you know, just like us, they blooded their quarterback a little earlier than we blooded our new one from that same draft pool. So, and he's coming along really well in preseason. I think seven point underdogs is about right. I don't think the 49ers should struggle too much to tuck it away, but it should be a decent game. But I can't see us losing. I think we're going to start with a win. I think, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting first game. Um, I guess you know it's kind of like you kind of watch all the preseason stuff, don't you? And then it's kind of like he does some Shani will do some basic plays, and then it'll be like he'll really open up the book, and then you'll be like, okay, here we go again. We're back onto the sort of you know the situation. Um, so yeah, I I don't feel that it's going to be a real struggle. I think he, you know, he, <laughs> I think the that the. Um, Bears are going to struggle with trying to maintain and sort of double guess what he does, um, being that kind of offensive genius that he is. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I don't think it's going to be too much of a struggle. I think we're, we, you know, I can't really see. I, I mean, they have, you know, sort of grown, you know, they've, yeah, they've, they've got some, they've, their quarterback's quite good, isn't they? But, um, I think. Yeah, I just think we're we're just a better team, aren't we? We've just got a better team all round, really. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, in, in my opinion, I think the Niners are going to win. Um, I, I don't know how by by how much, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see what what happens um, on Sunday. <laughs> the Bears have lost their last eight opening games, five of which have been at home. That doesn't bode well for the Bears. Um, but let, let's see what we can do when we go in there. Michael, what are your thoughts on the Bears game this weekend? Um, last season, they struggled against us after the halftime, and they had uh, Khalil Mack and Roken Smith, and they lost Khalil Mack to uh, the the battery chargers. So, um, yeah, um, I think their defense uh, lost a lot of potential, uh, not only Khalil Mack. So I think... Uh, we didn't lose anything except for O-line uh, in comparison. So I think uh, we should have the upper hand. Uh, but uh, let's wait and see. I, I think we will win by a, a, a slight margin and Robbie Gold is a deciding factor. Overall under a touchdown? Uh, Overall under seven uh, points? Under a touchdown. I think uh, it's a Robbie Gold field goal, as I said. Robbie Gold was a deciding factor. <laughs> Okay, Nathaniel. I, oh well, I think it's going to be over. Um, uh, I think it's going to be over a, t- a touchdown. I think it, you know, I, potentially it's going to be a double, potentially a double figure, you know, sort of double figures. So, I, yeah, I just don't. I mean, I, I can see what you, what, um, what Wandy's saying about you know the fact that you know it's going to be down to him. I, didn't he spend some time there as well at, at some yes. point? Robbie Gold spent some time at Chicago, didn't he? So. <laughs> yeah, that would be the that would be the dagger, wouldn't it? <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, I, I'm in my opinion, I, I just think it's going to be, you know, it is going to be sort of. I just think we're too too good a team. So yeah, I think it's going to be over a touchdown. Okay, Deepak. Well, you know, I just want to see Robbie go kicking field goal practices when the Bears take the field. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was so funny. And, uh, I'm with uh, Nathaniel. I think. Um, a double-digit win, but it'll be a hard-earned one. It won't be a walk in the park, but it will be um, 
slightly more than the seven, I think. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Won't be easy, but, you know, we will do it. Yeah, I've, I've got to go with a double-digit win as well. Um, I don't think this is going to be a field goal game. Um, I think we are... We're going to settle into a rhythm. Trey Lance is going to settle into a rhythm with this game and just just sort of take off. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. It's not going to be three touchdowns, but I think maybe ten between ten and fourteen points win. Um, that that's my uh, that's my betting for this game. Very quickly, looking forward to the rest of the season. Are there any any games in the schedule that really tickle your fancy that you're really looking forward to? Yeah, I think- I'm just going to say Seattle walking all over them because we haven't for so long. Just to be able to go into Seattle and destroy them. That's like robbing an old lady. Come on. <laughs> Sucks think, to be the old lady. I think um, Nathaniel touched upon this earlier. When you look on the schedules that we've got, as we're getting into the business end of the season, we have got tricky games. We've got New Orleans, you know, and we've got the Cardinals and. There's a lot of playoff implications in all of those, and also Kansas City as well. We get to play them. So there are going to be some tough games coming up down the stretch, you know. But again, I'll default to this, you know. Really, either us or Rams are going to win the NFC West. Of course, I want it to be us. But if we don't get out of this division, then something is really, really wrong with the team. Something very much amiss. Not putting down... Our chances, but what do you think the chances are that LA repeat? Uh, none. <laughs> no. None, but I can quantify that. It's not just me putting a zero. There's a couple of things here. That Super Bowl hangover, they're not immune to it. Okay, they've got an aging team. They've got players that, are, you know, they've, they've got that guy from Seattle, Wagner, didn't they, who was a thorn in our side. He's 32, he's 32 years old now. That doesn't mean he's not very good. I still think he's a very good player. But at 32, you know, it's a creaking team. And for them, they'll also be under a lot of pressure to repeat because they're not going to be able to do it, you know, um, next season. And uh, I don't know what the case is with OBJ. Is he still with them or has he moved on somewhere else? I don't know. I he won't be playing uh, before the end of the season due to his ACL. So uh, right. I won't count him in until the playoffs. Yeah, so I think the Rams are going to struggle mostly because of that Super Bowl hangover. Secondly, because they've got a tougher 49er team in the division. I mean, we beat them twice in the regular season. I expect us to do that again. Yeah, and don't forget, uh, um, the swinging helmet had one good play against the 49ers in three games. And the one good play he had was a deciding play at the end of the game uh, when Jimmy threw that terrible interception. Um that was his one good play he had in three games against the 49ers. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think they don't have figured it, uh, us out. I just saw uh, Sink as a swinging helmet, uh, just wanted to win this game. Um, and he was the deciding factor in that moment. But uh, what is more important for me is uh, both Seattle and both Arizona games. Because... Um, Take example the the Arizona games. We always went uh, into the Arizona games uh, as a team who shall win it, and we always come out the loser, uh, even with the better team. And I think this streak should definitely end. And uh, for the Seattle games last season, both games um, we played them really good at halftime, and in the second time we shot ourselves in the foot. 
and handed them the victory. They didn't beat us. We handed them the victory twice yes, uh, last year. And uh, as uh, as Stepak said, we have to we have to dominate the division, and uh, the other games will come. I think uh, the, the losses I have are against teams like the Bucks or the Chiefs, and uh, I think you can lose against them in regular season as soon as you beat them in the playoffs. Well, boys, that's the first show of the new season in the bag. We're going to be back next week to look at uh, look at how we did in the Chicago game and look forward to the Seattle game as well and what fun that's going to be. Um, any quick comments before we finish the show up? No, it's just really good to be back. Um, I'll be staying up to watch the, the Bills game tomorrow night. I think they're playing um, Tampa Bay. Is that right? They're playing the Bucks. Um, I'm not sure who they're playing. Oh, oh blimey. That's going to test me, isn't it? <laughs> it's the Rams play the Bills tomorrow night. Sorry, is the is it the Rams and the Bills tomorrow? It's the Rams, Rams and the Bills. Yeah, yeah, it's it's always a Super Bowl winner against a random team, and this year they got the Bills. Yep. So you know the neighbors have been sent cookies with notes saying any loud noises things <laughs> thrown at four in the morning is practically normal between now and January. So um, yeah, can't wait for the season to start. It's going to be fantastic. It's been a long, long off season, hasn't it? Always is, isn't it? It's yeah. such oh, a long off season. Yeah. And it's just not the same, is it, when you get to the preseason? Because it's you just feel like it's all that like warm up stuff, isn't it? It's good to have football back, but it's not. It's, it's like kind of a bakery and having nothing in your pocket. Guys, <laughs> 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 it's time to say goodbye, boys. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye from Germany. Uh, have a nice uh, weekend and enjoy every football party you're visiting. On behalf of Nathaniel James, Michael Wanday, and Deepak Gohill, I've been Paul McDonald, you the audience, and this has been the Frequency 49 show. Deepak, bring the music. Right.